Okay. So I have to find out, were you really hopeful to connect to a grandmother? Um, my grandmother or my grandfather. Okay, well, so I have, okay, because this- Well, yes, so so the grandmother that you're talking about is actually my, she was my nanny growing up, but she was my grandmother. Okay, yes. okay, okay, because listen, I have somebody, the sweetest of the sweetest soul, and she's telling me, she says, she really wanted the hour, but she can't really afford it. So we just really need to get through everything we can in this short amount of time. <laughs> she didn't on. So she also says, she goes, Brandon, she's just like you. And she feels alone. And she feels isolated behind all of her beauty and smiles. And something that a lot of people aren't seeing is her loneliness and her pain. And if we can talk about that, she says, if we can just talk about that. So I need to get a different pen. Yeah. <laughs> One moment. Let's like not even two minutes in, Brandon, I'm crying. <laughs> okay, so, um, Okay, so, so much information. Marriage, Did you get married? Huh? Did you get no, married? No, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get married. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found him. <laughs> and I knew immediately when I found him. Yeah. Oh, so they're saying in spirit, they're going to be there for that. And all your loved, like the elderly are coming forward and they're saying, we're going to be there for her because she is one of the most kind hearted people. And we are loving her in the way that she loves so many people on earth. And she does it to, she does it alone though. She doesn't to be seen. She does it not to be seen is what they're saying. So it's like, there's, they're going to, they're so strong. All the of these souls are so, so, so strong. Um, and so, uh, there's just a lot of like patriarchism, um, mm -hmm. it glues to the families. Um, and it's strange for you because I almost sense that you're kind of pivoting out of a generation and it's like the way you think is different mm -hmm. and you sense things are so different than your mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. cool. And so it's one of those things where your loved ones on the other side immediately, you know what? I have a rule book that says, you know, you have to show me how you die and validate yourself that way. And so they're bypassing those rules because you trust this process. Now, if there's time, we're going to circle back to that. But one of the things is they're trying to just go right to message. Um, and it's really just important that you know that they're going to be um, around you in spirit um, when you decide to get married and have children. Um, it's very important that you know that these milestones are all being driven by spirit. Um, whereas maybe your mom, you're having kind of this weird experience with your mom, maybe seeing some true colors or kind of starting to see how she's not developing in a way that you, you are. Uh, mm -hmm. It's interesting. You know, they show me how maybe you've reached certain ages in your life that parallel to her life. And you're kind of like, I don't understand why she made those choices. Mm -hmm. And so what happening around this period of time it's almost like you're later in life you had she had to have been someone that maybe got 
married and had kids younger, whereas maybe you are deciding to do the career first and then do marriage and children later, yeah. So it's very interesting as your loved ones are showing me your kind of life with your mom, but you love and respect your mom mm -hmm. and honor her and you do what you need to to appease the relationship. But I think it's important that you know that your angels are supporting you and they're supporting how you choose to handle those boundaries and the way that you choose to communicate. Um, and they are establishing futuristic ones too, um, especially when it comes to parenting. So when you are faced with um, situations where you have to kind of put your foot down in certain areas uh, later, um, it's almost as though she's a woman that does her thing uh, regardless of what she's supposed to do. Um, mm -hmm. Like she has her own rule book and she does her own thing where you're like, mom, you can't do those things because you are not choosing to understand why it's being either like offensive or why you just literally just can't do it. Like there's just a lot of rewiring. And mm -hmm. so unfortunately you need to not carry the responsibility of getting her shifted around. So it's almost as though like you've waited for a while to see if you could ever make her proud and to mm -hmm. ever ease her mindset. And they're saying you need to relax in that and release that idea uh, because unfortunately you're never gonna get what you need from her. And that's a very mm -hmm. place to sit, but it's a way of angelic permission for you to surrender that ideology uh, mm -hmm. that we have in our head, right? Mm -hmm. But I'll be honest, it's all stemmed from an unrealistic expectation of life that a lot of us actually put on ourselves because of movies, right? Like having that perfect mom or having that perfect dad. Um, and it's like, or having that perfect life. So we're gonna become the teacher, we're gonna help children, we're gonna you know, we're going to make sure that our hair is done and our nails are done and our style is up to date. We're going to just make sure that everything is up to par and that we fit right in. And we're going to mm -hmm. make sure that doing things um, where we find being proud exists elsewhere. So you're taking pride in your work because you don't do it for the money. You're taking pride within yourself of your own life because you've been taught to be content with the best that you possibly know how to do. And if what you know how to do parallels and, and reflects on a financial cap, you remain content. They show me that you are just kind of content with maybe finances. And mm -hmm. it's, so they're just like, well, does she have to be content? I know. <laughs> they're like, does she have to be content? Can we help her with that? <laughs> So I'm, I've, I've been thinking about actually switching careers. I used to do laser tattoo removal. Oh. And I'm really thinking about getting back into that because um, I did that before I moved to Japan. And then when I moved from Japan here, I went back into teaching because it was just easy option, you know? Um, yes. So uh, you know then that that's what that will mean for you is um, – trust your instinct trust your intuitiveness because i know you love it but i feel like it's causing you boredom and stagnant and i feel like uh, could that be why maybe like you want to put children off <laughs> I, you know when you went uh like that's just how i feel sometimes at the end of the day i'm just like i get in my car and i'm just like oh uh. <laughs> 
you know, and it's not even the kids. It's it's like the the whole process. The fired. It's the energy that's yes. required. So it okay, is. can I tell you something about you that maybe will help you understand yourself better? Absolutely. Okay, so you are a natural empath with an open-ended receiver. Mm-hmm. And this tells me that you don't have control with tapping your receiver where you say, nope, can't take that energy today. So instead you take on everyone's energy. Everyone's. I absorb it like a sponge. So I do. it's because you're, it's, it's, it's exactly what this is. It's, it's your, um, it's your, if, if, if we want to get precise, it's your crown chakra. And what this is, is it's the entrance to your pipeline and your pipeline will include all of your chakras throughout your body and your chakras store trauma, emotions, reactions, responses, conditioning, um, internal beliefs. And so what happens is when you absorb everyone's stuff like a sponge, you then allow their experiences to go down your pipeline. And the way we know that is because you say, I don't know, I couldn't even imagine what you're going through. I can't even put myself through your experience. And so then sometimes you do though, you force yourself through because you want to rob them from their pain. You want to take them because you hate seeing people in pain, which is why you teach, you teach the younger generation like third grade or what? Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's why we're teaching that younger generation around experiencing trauma and pain you want to coach them through how it's like to actually experience life and why you feel indifferent about the school system is because it doesn't teach relevance to emotional control and what's happening on the back end of the burner with you is that you get to tell these kids like hey let's try to think of it this way or maybe let's have some perspective or narrative switching is what they're giving you so um i'm wondering if you're giving more out than you realize Mm-hmm. Does that make no. sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So when you say the thing about the sh- the crown chakra, um, so I, I'm very like in tune with with spirit or my spirit guide or whoever you know, <laughs> whoever the name is. Um, but sometimes I can ask questions, um, and if it's a yes, like I will feel an energy go from the top of my head. It enters the top of my head, and it goes all the it shoots all the way down through my spine, through my legs, and out my toes. Yes. Yeah. that's what i call your pipeline so you knew that what that was because i didn't know what it was i just knew like it was what it was yeah (laughs) so so with all that said that's why i said if i can tell you a couple things to help you understand yourself because i can see energies i can they're showing me what happens to you on your daily intuition because here's the deal they also showed me that kids come up to you, certain kids come up to you and you know that they've gone through trauma or they're currently being abused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I have one in first grade that I know is actively being abused and I've reported it and like she's, it's other teachers have reported it and nothing's, nothing's done. Okay, so today, can I give you a couple of things to store in your narrative, please? Mm-hmm. You absolutely deserve to hold space for empathy. When you have the understanding that every soul chooses 
their parents and chooses this journey with a spiritual contract and you're tethered into that, right? We then release the idea of feeling the need to take somebody out of their journey that they chose. So if you can dehumanize yourself for a moment and view the situation not as a child, but as a soul going through its journey, we then can create a different space to hold the proper empathy, to become the teacher like on Matilda. One that, does, that has no control, but the one that reminds them that there's hope the one that reminds them that there is someone that can love them and show them how to be loved. So this is what you do. You remind mm -hmm. them of their strength. You remind them of their powers and their superhero powers. You might even remind them things like, hey, if this ever happens to you, here's where you can go in your mind. Coach them through something before they realize that they need it. And that's yeah. what teacher did she was a step ahead and she always made sure that she kept Matilda safe all while knowing the principle and all never caving to the darkness and so that's why they keep showing me Matilda's teacher it's because she is this principle in these students lives but yet she could not be the principle and so what happens is you are then robbed from being able to do what you wish you you could do at this age that you wish you had someone mm -hmm. age to do for you. But you know what you really needed? You needed someone because you're a strong woman, you're a warrior and you're capable. And so is the, so are these children. And so what you need to remind yourself of is these souls are older souls and they're here to experience these lessons. But in the meantime, if we can talk to the brain and let them know that there are safe ways of managing this and also what's not okay because they're being taught what's okay. And so if you can show them in any kind of capacity of what's not okay within your practice, then maybe you can coach them. That's what I'm, that's why they keep showing me. It's like, you're able to see truth. You're able to experience things where you're kind of having to give little tokens, little golden nuggets of knowledge, you know? And it's like, I keep seeing that. So I don't know if they're trying to tell me that to give to you, because I feel like that's what your calling is. Like, you're just trying to help people. Mm-hmm. And whatever capacity you're in, you've always trusted your instinct. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Bullshit meters never failed you. Um, yeah. And so do you also have, so what's this dad, the boundaries with dad? Is that your dad? Um, I don't know. My father has been in prison and I helped put him there like a long, long time ago. Yeah. Part of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I was like my last hurrah, you know, <laughs> like my best to him so yeah was it sexual molestation it was yeah he molested a lot of people yeah so that's what they're showing me um they're actually showing me my dad hmm. he's in prison yeah um, so which ones he's i told you that they're saying that you're just like me and i'm like yay because i know your life has sucked yeah I know that you have literally tried to show up for it in ways that only you could understand and value yourself because nobody's taught you what it's like to love yourself so you're learning what it's like and religion has failed you like this artificial feeling and sensation of god has really really like failed you and so much to where 
toxic masculinity is tethered through the religion. And mm -hmm. here's the I have the capacity of going deep down of your uh, spiritual dashboard and spirits allowing me to see that you have trust issues with men in general. And unfortunately, we've um, unknowingly, or maybe you do know, I don't know if it's in your awareness, but you've tethered spirituality to the form of masculinity because religion has taught that that is the form as the gender. And okay. so with your spirituality, your trust has been controlled and dictated by this ideology. And mm -hmm. so therefore you still only feel you are only the one that needs to be in control to feel safe over your life. And therefore you haven't surrendered to spirit yet. And so like, we haven't really trusted them. You can speak to spirit. We can connect. We can obey. We can trust them when they say, you know, Hey, you're, don't forget your keys or whatever, you know, like that internal voice. Right. Mm -hmm. like, but we can't cherry pick when, uh, we trust. And so it's one of those things that they're just kind of acknowledging that if you go deeper rooted, they won't fail you in the way that maybe other sources of spirituality have, or maybe where you have experienced this recourse of an artificial love for mm -hmm. souls. I don't know if religion was connected to you because they keep taking this religion out. Yeah, I, so I got in trouble when I was a teenager and my mom made me go to this, like, it was almost like a cult Christian Baptist school. Like, I had to wear dresses and they had to be A-line. and Yeah, and so it just made me, um, like, I kept, you know, they would preach about how you're a bastard if you didn't have a daddy. And I would, like, look around and I'd be, like, the only one without a daddy. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, and I was just like, you know, this isn't God. <laughs> So yeah, I it left religion. I don't really do religion, um, but God, love God, love God. Um, but religion is not really my jam. So we need to make sure that when you are investing your energy into God, that we're making sure um, that we have not humanized that energy at all. Um, and so in any way, at any capacity, however that resonates, because I almost feel like there's still trust issues there, but that's okay because it's safety. Um, it's, of course, I mean, it's like, you've never had anyone tell you what to trust or who to trust. Like you've never had any like positive talk. Uh, you've never had positive masculinity until the guy you've met. Yes. Yes. And, and it's like, <laughs> and it's one of those things. It's like, whoa. So like, you don't react when you're upset. I know. I know. I'm like, why are you so calm right now? So you <laughs> said as much shit. Why, why are you so calm? Okay, so you said because he. I'm literally. I'm in you, and I see him, and I'm like, I'm saying these phrases like, why are you not freaking out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So I was married for 18 years, and my ex-husband was extremely um, okay. high-strung. Like a narcissist, and it took you a while to figure that shit out. Yes, yes. The last six years of my marriage, I was miserable. So it's one of those things where he became somebody. He, they're showing me. That man was somebody who became someone that you did not know in the beginning. Like it was some like a different version. became. It was own. a completely different person. It was not the person I married, was not the person I, I grew up with, was not the person. Yeah. 
And, and that was alcohol. It was very, yeah, addiction. They said it was yes. because of an addiction and his mind backtracked. His mind went like childlike behavior and his adult version of himself allowed his 17-year-old adolescent behavior reaction, rage-like mm-hmm. personality coming out. And it's like, mm-hmm. it could come through to him. And so finally he said, well, shit, get out. And so it's one of those things that you need to understand that as a spirit, that's what the whole plan was. It just took you six years to make the move. Like yeah. you know, these experiences. And so um, one of the biggest things that anyone can tell you that knows what they're talking about is whenever you are developing your spirituality, the biggest thing that you can do is look back into your shadow work, into your child work, and really have that gratitude towards every role and what the harm they did to you in the form of growth. Like Mm -hmm. without that, you couldn't be this charged. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So we have to- you're 100% correct. (laughs) We have to be grateful for that battery because it's Mm -hmm. like, battery we had no we have no reminder of our power and Mm -hmm. so it's like thank you battery that's all you are though like you're not a partner you're not a spouse you're not a friend you're not a dad you're not a mom like you're nothing to me in that regard and i'm going to tell you why that's important to view it in that way because you have titles that carry expectations and unfortunately you've never had anyone kind of walk into that cubby of title and then follow through with your check boxes until I believe the guy you're with. And so uh-huh. one of the things is it's like, if you can release these titles from the people in your life that you feel should hold up to those expectations, you can appease the relationship better and just be like, I'm just showing up just so that way I don't piss off anybody, but I'm not going to surrender my guard you know what i'm saying so that way you can heal properly <laughs> you have no idea like what you just said so um so the guy so the guy that I, I am with um he you know like i met him and i just instantly knew he just just instant you know i've been on so many dates i met this guy like i talked to him for like a week beforehand because he was out of town I met him it was just instant well um fast forward a month um, he's like, you know, I'm like trying to have sex with this guy, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, he's like, burp, 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 burp. he's like, uh, you, you need to hold on a second. Um, and so he's like, there's some stuff you need to know. And so, yeah. And so I'm like, okay. And he's like, just give me time. Like I need to process, you know? And so I'm like, okay, I'll give you time. So he didn't, he wouldn't tell me, but he finally, like, he gave me enough clues and I'm kind of smart and I have Google, you know? So I, I Googled like what he kind of told me and then I like was looking at symptoms and I was like dot 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 well he has HIV but um I mean he's on treatment and all that like I don't care like I, I it doesn't bother me um like but that's his yeah there's huh? prep and there's yeah there's like the the prep thing and then there's other stuff yeah yeah he's like he's good he goes to the doctor he goes to the IVI clinic all that good stuff um yeah. But that, that was like the major thing that I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> and so I have to be patient and I just have to like go with the flow with him. But he's like, I just need you to go to my doctor's appointment first with me. And I want you to know everything that you're getting into before we have sex. So that's what I got from what you just said. Yeah. So, I mean, that's very neat and special because like that is a big deal that you're not being... Mm-hmm. Used and mm-hmm. that you're not, you know, 
mishandled. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, um, I have to remind you though, to continue this vibrational way of living um, with the way that you're processing and healing your trauma, because that's really why he's in your life. Mm -hmm. He is, he's like a mirror. Uh, and if you look at us, um, we're completely like we look completely different. Like he, <laughs> like when you wouldn't picture us together. He says that all the time. But um, his he mirrors my soul in so many ways. Um, things that I'm very like iffy on, like not sure of. He is just 100 percent sure. You know what I mean? Um, but he, yes, he is. He's Hispanic. <laughs> cool. He is. Yeah. So he's soft. He's sensitive. He's very sensitive. Um, but it's funny because most people wouldn't know that. So he's, he, he looks very Hispanic. They're showing me someone that looks very Hispanic though, but like, mm -hmm. he looks like he could ride the wave of like just normal Mexicans so that he looks a little more rigid, but mm -hmm. like, he he's almost like a white boy. <laughs> looks so life though. Like he has a past. Oh, yes. Yes. Like he's come out of stuff. He's come out of some addiction, maybe, or some like <laughs> habits that weren't good. So um, when he found out he had HIV, he drank for about two years straight. Yeah. Okay, so there's so. the he's out of that yeah now? Um, yeah, I mean, he's, I think he still struggles, you know what I mean? But it's, it's like he's actively, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't expect perfection. I just so, expect trying. Coping mechanisms are are not a problem as long as that's what they are for is coping, not dwelling. And sometimes we can sit in an emotion that is only curated in our mind to allow us the need to drink. And so that's called dwelling. And so mm -hmm. what we want to make sure is anytime we have anyone in our lives on a spiritual level, mm -hmm. Um, we want to make sure that if someone needs extra help, we may need to say, you may need extra help with why you're drinking. It's mm -hmm. not that drinking is the problem. It's that maybe it's no longer giving him what he may need. And so mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, you may need to be that encourager of saying things like, have you ever considered? And then just whatever that might be. And so... Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things where it's a beautiful exchange of relationship with conversation because I have the sense, though, that he does want to do better. Like, mm -hmm. I do wants to change. And it's almost like they show me he doesn't quite understand why he is so addicted. Mm -hmm. Or pulling through that. Like, he doesn't understand the brain. The brain doesn't understand why it's happening. Mm -hmm. Because he wants it, but it's not clicking. So it's yeah. Just, Drinking, yeah. So, um, is he drinking now? Is that what you said? Um, so I would say like twice a month, maybe. So, but not, I don't. So, where's this? Where's the? Uh, does he also smoke pot? Yeah, he smokes pot. Every day. Yeah. But oh, that's this. Okay, so. So. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Smokes a lot of pot. Yes, I'm like this is every day smoking pot. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a lot. I ask him sometimes. I'll be like, "You want to go?" He's like, "No, it's too high." <laughs> like, All right, funny. 
Did you get a tattoo for anyone in spirit, like your grandparents, or did you get like a spiritual tattoo? So, uh, no, actually, I've been debating on, I've been wanting to get a tattoo for like five years, but of course, you know, I'm going to hell if I get one. So, um, <laughs> no, you're not. no, I'm totally going to, yeah. No, like you're not going to go to hell. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know I'm not going to, but you know, that's what they like to preach at that church. Um, no, I'm not going to hell. Are they religious? Are they all religious on the other side? Um, Except for no, like, I mean, kind of sort of but not not like crazy religious my mother is like racist i don't know if that would be like the same <laughs> just uh, that's why you're with this hispanic yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> like this I'm natural gonna love you yes. yes we need this in her world we need uh -huh. and tell me did i not did i not shake my mama by hispanic because i feel like she is totally not okay with this and I'm completely fine with that she's not okay. Scoot over. It's no longer her bus. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. Like actually drop her off at the next station. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't talked to her on the phone in like years. You know what I mean? It's not like we talk. Like when I go to town, like I see my brother, my older brother and his family. And then I'll see my mom, like my mom will come over. Um, but it's not like we talk on the phone or like anything like that but she has like this really like judgmental view on my life and i don't get it because i'm like you're not yeah so know that you aren't disappointing anybody and you have the full permission to live your life freely without feeling i wonder what they would think if they knew this because you know what I don't feel like on social media, you're giving out everything that's happening in your life because you're afraid of what people would say. Mm -hmm. And you're just yeah. to yourself, your happiness of whatever they may be. And um, it's just, they're saying she doesn't need to do that. She doesn't need to do that. She can, she could be um, authentic. Okay. So I'm going to pull a couple cards. I'm gonna let you go. All right. Beloved. Okay. <gasps> So it says, beloved, prepare for your life partner. Romance is returning to your relationship. Believe you are lovable. Yes. How beautiful. So you are going through your healing journey because the second card is healer. So you froze. Are you are you able to see me still? I am able to see you. means that spirits around us anyway so um it's recording in case you can't see me you have powerful healing gifts have faith in your ability oh, and stay true to your path as a healer so this is acknowledging your intuition and how you can help kids and people and adults but you got to heal yourself you've got to heal yourself you are broken so cycles Bloop. Everything has its right time. Honor the cycles of your body. Tune into the moon's magic. A very beautiful card because we don't deal with pink. We're going to be dealing with some lavenders and some nice masculine pink. Uh, so you, I'll continue because you, uh, I'll, it's recording. So anyway, so masculine, colorful, uh, feminine colors are there on that one. And then this is going to be for your fourth card, which is going to be like your generalized one. So it's friendship. 
So seek out your soul family, surround yourself with positive people and spend more time. So very nice, very nice. Well, I'm gonna get off of this, I guess. I don't know what happened to your um, your thing. So I will send the recording over to you, which obviously I'm gonna text to you and blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much for giving me this time and for trusting me. It was an honor talking with you. Um, it was so cool channeling your grand parents and your grandma and all of them just with this information. Um, but anywho, you have a great day and I'll talk to you later. <laughs>